What's up, everybody? This is Julie with another episode of My Favorite Episode. Today, I have Joe from Fright School. Hi, Joe. Thanks for joining. Hi, Julie. Thanks for having me. It's nice to talk about something that's not a horror film. Yeah, so fun fact about me and Joe, we both uh, don't like scary movies, shows, really anything. Even that like creepy music where you hear like they, that suspense that someone's coming, that probably scares us both. So um, yeah, but Joe, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your podcast before we um, get into the episode? Because I actually am very amused by what you do. It's amazing. Oh, sure. So Fright School is a podcast that I've been doing for a few years now with my friend uh, Joshua. And basically the concept of our show is that uh, about four years ago, uh, I was going to Joshua's house to watch American Horror Story. And he would say like, oh, isn't this cool how Ryan Murphy referenced this movie or that movie? And I'd be like, great. I have no (laughs) idea what you're talking about because I've like never seen any of the uh, any of the classic like horror films and Joshua just couldn't abide that. So he created a, uh, he created a list of movies that are like foundational and uh, in American horror. And then from there, that was our first season. And so basically I watch a horror film that I've never seen before. And uh, we talk about its cultural, social significance. And uh, sometimes there is some, sometimes there's not, but um yeah, and I have to say that I, you know, four years in, I'm pretty. Uh, I I like horror, but not, you know, not a not a full fan yet because I try to still distance myself. I mean, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I watch American Horror Story too because my fiance loves it, um, mm-hmm. but I'm covering my face ninety percent of the time. <laughs> See, I find that it's better to watch it when you have a group of people. And that's the only reason why I started going to those viewing parties anyway. Yeah. Is because I was not going to watch it by myself. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't watch any scary movie by myself. I told you I watched The Haunting on Hill House at 9 o'clock in the morning because I was scared to yeah. death and I needed sunlight. <laughs> yeah. Just like <laughs> bright daylight, you know, yeah, back exactly. to the door. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I think that that sounds like an awesome podcast. So everyone listening, please check it out. Um, I know I'm going to start checking it out. And Thank you. should follow me because where you lead, I will follow. Foreshadow for today's That's episode. <laughs> so on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Gilmore Girls Season 2, Episode 10, The Bracebridge Dinner. Yes. So, very excited. I want to know a little bit about the show because I'm going to be honest. Um, I've never full out watched Gilmore Girls. Um, Gilmore Girls was more for me like when I stayed home sick. It was always on ABC Family uh, yep. reruns mm-hmm. throughout the day. So between that and like Jerry Springer, <laughs> was like that was my stay at home, uh, stay home from school sick day. Um, but I really don't know much about the show. Like I know uh, Rory and Lorelai, obviously, because they're the two main characters, but I really don't know the gist of the show. So can you start out by just like summarizing what the show's about, basically? Of course. So the Gilmore Girls is this warm blanket of a show. Um, basically, it's about uh, 
It's about two girl, uh, a woman named Lorelai Gilmore who comes from money. Her her parents are very wealthy, patrician, um, like, you know, old money Connecticut people. And when she was 16, she got pregnant and uh, she never really quite fit into her parents' world. So she left and never came back, um, had her daughter on her own, raised her daughter in a small town um, in Connecticut called Stars Hollow. And basically the show is about uh, her, um, well, it takes place 16 years later. So Rory, her daughter, um, whose the real name is Lorelai, actually, she named her after herself, uh, but they call her Rory. And uh, she, uh, basically the show starts with um, her in high school, uh, trying to go to a uh, really fancy prep school that Lorelai has no money for. And then that's how she gets back into her parents' life because she borrows the money from her parents okay and so that's basically what happens uh for most of season one is just kind of re navigating the um navigating the relationship uh of the between Lorelai's parents and her and how um now she's she had spent a lot of time trying to get away from that world and now she's back in it and you know Rory, who's exceptionally bright. That's the other thing about Lori is Rory is that she's supposed to be really smart and deserves to go to deserves to go to Harvard, which is the whole reason why they're going to the fancy prep schools because it's her dream to go to an Ivy League. So, uh, but that's basically it. Is the the Gilmore girls are both Lorelai and Rory, but it's also Emily um, and the relationship between uh, the three ladies and how that all works out. Emily's Lorelai's mom. Uh, Emily is Lorelai's mom, played by the amazing Kelly Bishop, who won a Tony for her portrayal of, I forget the character, but she won a Tony for A Chorus Line. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Fun fact. fact, She was also in Saturday Night Fever (laughs) with uh, John Travolta. Okay, so she's like doing the damn thing. Exactly. So, you know, she she later went on to do Bunheads with uh, Sutton Foster, uh, Amy Sherman Palladino's um, Amy Sherman Palladino's show right after Gilmore Girls. Uh, and she played like a dance instructor, which is totally up her alley because she was a dancer. But can you imagine? I know a little bit too much about this show. So <laughs> okay. I'm just thinking about like being in a movie with Don Travolta in like that long ago. And he was so hot. Like he's not now. He is not. Right. He right. Just... I pray that that does not happen to me with age. <laughs> John Travolta was a heartthrob, and now you see him now, and it's just like oh. I know. And now he's like, you know, Adele Dazeem doesn't know what Taylor Swift looks like, and yeah. <laughs> he's a hot mess. They need yes. to just let he, him retire. He was hot before. Yeah, now yeah, he's just now he's a hot mess. mess. He's just a mess. So, why is this your favorite episode um, of the series? Sure. So, so. On Twitter, like there was a post on Twitter a couple like weeks ago and I copied it and I put it on my wall on Facebook and it was from some TV writer and it was like, you know, name a perfect episode of television. And the immediately the first thing I thought of was the Bracebridge Dinner. Um, and it's for a couple of reasons. So one of the things that I love about Gilmore Girls is I love anything where it's like you see you see all of the character, all the periphery characters interact. So 
there's a lot of stuff with the town. I love towny stuff. I love anything where the town has like a crazy festival or is doing a pageant of some sort, or they have like in season three, they do like a fifties themed dance marathon to raise money to build a bridge or something like that. So any, anything towny related, I love because it's just so crazy and wackadoo. And the idea of like, living in a small town like that where everybody knows your business and all of that stuff is really great. So towny stuff, first of all. The second thing is that this is one of the first episodes where all of the all of the like top build cast are in the same room interacting at the same event. So you have like, you know, Lorelai and Rory, but then you also get Michelle and Suki and uh, you have Mr. And Mrs. Gilmore. It, they're just all there because usually they're all in separate places. And so this is a fun way to like bring that all together. Luke is there. Jess is there. Uh, Paris even so this is a way for like them to have like a group scene together that's not like a town meeting or something and the thing about it too is it's like it's just it just reeks of the holidays like it's just it's as soon as the weather changes I start to like why I put this episode on because it's just one of those again warm blanket of a show and it's just so comforting and like fun and crazy so that's that's one of the that's the main reasons why I picked this particular episode of Gilmore Girls as a perfect one. Yeah, absolutely. I know it did put me in that like Christmas spirit because I personally love Christmas, um, and it's kind of like how you said you put it on like once that season starts approaching. I'm like that with the Christmica episode of the OC. <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. that was another episode. So when when I was thinking about episodes to do for the show, I was like, well, it's either one of the Christmica episodes yes. for at the OC, um, a Fraser, an episode of Frasier, or it's the Gilmore Girls. Yes, well, so that means we're just gonna have to have you again so we can discuss the Christmica episodes. Like, see, what's funny is that a lot of people every like for December. Um, they like to do like movies like they have their holiday movies and see for me I like to watch special episodes of television mm-hmm. yeah so it's like it's it's always uh all the Christmaca episodes plus um like the Festivus episode of Seinfeld the Thanksgiving episodes for friends and then anything holiday related and yes. the other thing I like about this episode for the Bracebridge dinner is that it obviously takes place in the winter. It obviously takes place during the holidays, but there really is no specific mention of Christmas or any particular winter holiday. Right. So I feel like it can just go across for people. It's just like that general, yeah, just you like know, the seat, like the holidays, but you don't know. It could have been in January. Exactly. Exactly. And like, you know, and then you have the thing too. And I was thinking about this because I was like, oh, you and you probably haven't seen it. You probably haven't like watched the series. So, you know, there's there's you can sense the conflict in in the other things that are happening Mm -hmm. between Rory and her father and Lorelai, who have a, you know, a whole history into themselves. Uh, Richard retiring. And there's some fun episodes where Richard's retired, um, you know, coming up later. Like it's just you can get those little nuggets of conflict throughout too. Totally, totally. And I would just like to quick note, because I actually wrote this down, that Luke and Jess are so hot. (laughs) I love the (laughs) actor that plays Jess. Um, Milo. Oh, yes. What's his last name? Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I don't know if you watch This Is Us, but he plays Jack on This Is Us. Total hard. Well, I mean, is it, 
is it not like you know mandatory for everyone who lives in like pennsylvania to, to watch, watch this that. Is us? I know. I, although i have to be honest um, i kind of <laughs> fell off it, it's kind of like uh, i was definitely not as into it the the new seasons as i was when it first came out but yeah those two are total heartthrobs and i'm I'm confused a little bit, and maybe you can explain. Are they father and son? No. So, okay. So, what happens is that season one, we see season one, we get into Jess's uh, or get into Rory's relationship with her first boyfriend, Dean. And Dean is, uh, you know, Dean is. Um, the ideal like first boyfriend mother's dream mm -hmm. um he doesn't go to the same school as her he goes to school in stars hollow and there's conflict there because he's not of that like witch prep school you know world but in season two um luke's sister who we don't see uh basically is this like kind of um kind of screw up uh kind of like you know has like you know multiple marriages but she has this kid who's kind of a hell on wheels and couldn't like couldn't take couldn't uh take care of him so she does that fresh prince of bel-air thing but instead of sending him to bel-air she uh sends him to stars hollow to live with luke to try to get some boundaries because she's off doing god knows whatever so jess is now this like brooding outsider guy who um lives and works at the diner with luke um, and so there he's uh, Luke's nephew. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was getting confused there because uh, when him and Lorelai are in the sleigh together and they're like talking about like his mom, his mom. And I'm like, maybe it was like a situation where like he didn't know about Jess. And then all of a sudden, like, you know how they do that in shows. And then all of a sudden your, your kid just appears when he's like 18 years old. I didn't know if exactly. it was like that kind of thing. Um, so I like purposely now, wrote that I down to be like, can you please <laughs> confirm what they are? Because I'm really not sure. So I'm not going to spoil it too much, but you want to hold on to the the like surprise bonus child thing with Luke because okay. it comes up much later in the series. Okay, okay. So just keep that in your mind. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, Melissa McCarthy being in this show. Um, I'm personally not a fan of Melissa McCarthy. I actually, <laughs> I That's actually fair. wrote down pre being in every not funny comedy, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> but her character was annoying as shit. Is she is Sookie always like that? Yeah, I don't know so if I just feel that way because I don't like Melissa McCarthy. Like if she's really that like agitating in the show, or if it's just me being biased because I don't like her as an actress. So okay, so Suki in this show has like two of my favorite jokes in in like two of my favorite jokes in the show and per perhaps like in the series. So she has um she has uh the first one is uh I'm I'm mad and I'm sad I'm smad like that is great and then she has I got pumpkin hands <laughs> um so those two things love but yes she is supposed to be this kind of like. She's a genius. Like it's never questioned that she is this genius of a chef, and somehow, like she like works at this small country inn in you know nowhere, Connecticut. But she is also very like loopy and you know fun chef. Instead of chef whites, she's wearing like all these really fun like chef uniform patterns. Mm -hmm. And but yeah, she's exactly like that the entire series, and she's just you know she's really fun and and the thing about it too is that like this is <laughs> this is an obvious like i don't know what happened maybe it was like after having a couple kids and you know age or whatever but like 
her register of her voice is a lot higher during the Gilmore Girls reign <laughs> than like once post Gilmore Girls when we get into like Bridesmaids and the heat and mm-hmm. all of that stuff where it's like she has that lower octave. Yeah. So and and I feel like that for me is like, okay, like Melissa McCarthy is completely separate from like Suki St. James. Right, right. <laughs> so, They're two totally different people. But yeah. not really. But yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Julie, what else did you like about this episode? Um, I mean, so because I want to was... know also what you didn't like. <laughs> so I, I actually enjoyed watching it. I think um, sometimes, and this kind of like the whole point of this podcast is sometimes it's hard for me to like fully enjoy something when I don't know what's going on. Like I'm like I don't like know like who this person is or like if they're a main character. Like one of the things I wrote down is is Paris like a main character or is she like only like pop up randomly throughout the series um which we can get back to that but I did I really like Lorelai and I thought if I watched the show all the time she would easily be my favorite character and I really just like like the relationship that her and Rory have like they're just like super close like uh, I almost said mom and dad, <laughs> daughter and mom relationship. And it just seems like they have like a very like open communication and they're more of like best friends than they are mother daughter. And I like that. Yeah. And it's, and that really like plays out because the thing about Lorelai is that like she raised Rory like the way that she wanted to be raised. Mm-hmm. And um she with like you know as many with restrictions and boundaries but also at the same time like with a lot of freedom right and it it, this is a good episode to like have as a one of the foundational episodes because as you go on later in the series that tent that the there's the central conflict that ends up happening is what happens when she has to play the mom card Mm -hmm. over the best friend card because she's not it's not something that she's used to and it's not something that she likes doing but like and it's it's a point where like she knows that she knows better so right. how do you do that right um, right and, I'm and a, paris is one of my favorite characters absolutely. so she's like kind of a main character yeah so okay. paris um is like a main character she basically at this point in high school at chilton she plays rory's rival um well she has this imagined rivalry in her head because she was the best uh she was the hot stuff hot ticket um and now um rory comes in and rory who like transferred from a different school public school is like lapping her so it's one of those she feels threatened because of uh, because of it and I and so you know don't tell my sister this <laughs> but I totally thought that my sister had like she was Rory and then like one of her friends was Paris <laughs> in high school and Amazing. I was like well you know that she's Paris you know that you're Rory and she's just like saying this mean things to you because she's afraid of you yeah that happens more frequently than not I feel like like a lot of people like and sometimes I mean I'm gonna assume and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be wrong, but I'm going to assume they grow up to be close friends. So, yes, Rory and Paris end up do becoming really good friends. At, like, Paris is in it till the very end. So she is a regular character okay. all the way up until the very end. And... Um, you know, that's kind of a spoiler for season three stuff, but you know, we won't go into it. But, mm-hmm. um, and the thing about it is too, is that she, they form, 
it's that kind of closeness that comes with knowing someone for so long because they do go to college together and they're doing all these things together. But like at the same time, it's just you, we all have that friend that like is uh, is there for us no matter what, but also kind of drives us crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like sometimes you need some distance from that person, but you also know that they're always there. So yeah, that's one of the like things there's the best. Friend exactly. Exactly. So. Exactly. So they're setting it up in the thing about these early seasons is that they set that up where it starts out as this rivalry. And then, you know, they go through a lot in high school that eventually gets them to be like these really close friends. Um, there's another great episode of this show that's called uh, Girls in Bikinis, Boys Doing the Twist. It's in season four and it's uh, Rory and Paris at college, but on spring break. And the two of them are like these, you know, bookish, bookish, quote unquote, uh, book smart girls who like never partied. So now they've given themselves permission to party and what happens. And it's it's great. The strokes show up as a, you know, it was at the time, I think it was the WB or the CW. I don't know when they changed, but, you know, they had like One Tree Hill. It's like, here's a band. <laughs> like, just here's like three minutes of a band playing. Yes. Like, that happens in that episode. So. Oh my God. Amazing. I yeah. love Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah. Well, this I is all in so, me right? every time I do the horror podcast. It's like I have You're like, don't talk about Rory girl, and... girls. Don't talk about <laughs> exactly. girls. Exactly. Lorelai. We actually created like this really like three minute long ad where it's like kind of has the Gilmore Girls reference in it. So um yeah. I will I have to show that to you later. Yes, please do. Uh Matt will probably kill me for this and uh, because I'm the queen of going off topic, but I actually wrote this down and it's it has nothing to do with the episode, but I'm just curious because you said you love like the towny um shows. Have you ever seen Heart of Dixie? No. <laughs> Cuz that's like a that's like a towny show and that made, that's immediately what I thought of when you were saying so... that you love like the towny shows. So here's the thing. It often gets recommended for me, obviously, because I watch Gilmore Girls. But the thing is, is that I don't really like Rachel Bilson. <laughs> oh, my God. I, what? I just I took a sip of my water and I had to like, <laughs> I had to like swallow as fast as I could because I freaking here's love the, Rachel Bilson. Here's the thing about Rachel Bilson, right? She was perfect as summer Um, but like I mean if we're going to if we're going to like I often confuse her with Mila Kunis and and I prefer Mila Kunis over over Rachel Bilson but like the thing about it is just like I mean she was great in um she was great in that uh um that like teleportation movie with Hayden uh Hayden Christensen um that 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 ended up being her husband right um yes actually yes i think um they are they got married in real life but yeah i'm not really here for her because like summer was my least favorite character in um in the oc and marissa over summer i like i like caleb over summer (laughs) are we in a fight now i know get off my podcast (laughs) and don't come back no, I'm just summer kidding. was just summer was terrible. Summer was awful to Seth, and she only liked him when like. Th- never mind. I'm not gonna get into it. Because, this is what one, I do. I'm... I get people off topic. <laughs> it's so bad, but but I tell you what, summer. Like again, I'm not really here for Rachel Bilson, and maybe it's because I don't like summer. Um, but 
again, like if we're going to pick actresses that kind of between like between her and Mila Kunis, I'm all about Mila Kunis. Heck yeah. So love Mila Kunis. I just pretend that Mila Kunis, I just put her in the place of anything that Rachel Bilson's in. But, you know. So when there you, you do watch Heart of Dix- Dixie, you're gonna be like, "Oh my God, Mila Kunis is so good in this show." Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I I guess I won't be too mad at you because I did just shit on Melissa McCarthy, and then you like basically said she was one of your favorite characters in the show. So, well, Suki Suki is one of my favorite characters, but again, like Suki is different from like Melissa. And when they did um, Mel, you know Mel, <laughs> exactly, you know Mel, um, Mel M, you know. <laughs> Uh, the thing I like about the show is that they worked in her pregnancy into um, into the plot of of the show, Spoiler. which was great, uh, great for her. Um, but when they were doing the the reboot, um, uh, Gilmore Girls: colon, A Year in the Life on Netflix, um, they she like wasn't going to come back and then they tried to get her to come back and they only have so like Suki comes in for like literally 10 minutes at the last episode and she's supposed to be like Lorelai's best friend and that was kind of one of the sour things for me in the reboot um, because they're so close in the show and she has all the screen time Um, but I think with Suki you can really see her like chops as a as a com- as a comedic improviser because she was a groundling and you just like see how fun she is but like two completely separate things like all of Melissa McCarthy's career post uh, Gilmore Girls is like us a, a completely separate book from Gilmore Girls itself so the reboot happened right the reboot did happen yeah and is it, it was what, on it, Netflix it's on Netflix, so it's four 90-minute episodes that take place around the seasons. Okay. So there's winter, spring, summer, fall. Okay. Um, and I think it starts, I think it goes um, fall, winter, summer, spring, um, or maybe, you know, the reverse. I'm not, oh, I think it's winter, spring, summer, fall, um, just like the Carol King song. Just and, like um, the seasons. <laughs> exactly, just like the seasons. Um <laughs> And yes, and um, basically, I it's, love that you thought uh, of the song. Like, I know. Stuff. Well, no, that's the thing is that because it's a Carol King song, it's like, oh, like winter, or spring, summer, or fall. Uh, it, I mean, Amy Sherman Palladino is a genius, right? Uh, and so, yeah, so she, so they're ninety-minute episodes, and I legit like midnight when they were released. It was like it was released in like November of twenty sixteen. You like called I, out of work. I, I well, I was on because it was over Thanksgiving, so oh. I was already off, and oh I was God. like, it was midnight, and I watched the first episode, and then I like fell asleep, and then three hours later woke back up and knocked that whole thing out. You're amazing. I just want you to know that. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. well, because so so what kind of also like fueled the Gilmore Girls reboot is that there was a couple things. So. Uh, what Food the Gilmore Girls reboot was um, at the ATX uh, television festival in um, Austin, Texas, they uh, had a cast, uh, they had a full cast um, reunion at the festival. And that was, they had everybody there except for um, uh, Richard Herman, who played uh, Richard Gilmore. He had passed away. He had actually passed away uh, like shortly before they were supposed to be getting together. So, 
Um, and he was always one who really wanted them to do something again. He wanted them to do the reboot again. Oh, so, that's really sad. Right? I know. Um, and they deal with his death in um, in the show, which is really great because it deserves that kind of moment. Um, so that happened. And then so when that happened, also at the same time, there was a... Um, there was a podcast that came out called the Gilmore guys, which is two guys, Kevin Porter and Demi Adijuibe, who um, basically did the same concept as fright school only with Gilmore girls. Like one guy watched them live and like, was one of those people who like went on like message boards to like talk about the different, the different episodes. Mm -hmm. And then the other guy had no idea what was going on <laughs> with, with any of that. So the popularity of that podcast blew up so much they got people on the show on the cast to come on and talk it blew up so much that it was one of the driving forces for them to even like get any buzz to do a reboot hmm. okay so well, power of podcasting you are the king <laughs> of gilmore girls <laughs> you know I'm, everything I, I was just like I, and and here's the thing i was like you know what i i was like i feel like i should have more notes but i also feel like there's just a lot of that in my head already. Yeah. yeah. So. No, I actually, I'm going to be honest. I didn't have that many notes when I was watching it. Um, but I kind of figured that this was one of those shows where like, you really don't need a lot of notes because it's just, it's such a, like a big series. I think every season has like over 20 episodes if I saw that correctly. So yep. there's just mm -hmm. like so much that you can talk about and like lead into other stuff that happens in the series where like one episode, you're not going to have like a page, at least like for me, I didn't have like a page full of notes. Um, but I don't know if you were um, <laughs> ignoring me in the sense of like, shut the fuck up, don't embarrass me. But I did ask you if you cried the episode where they acknowledge that Richard was dead in real life. Mm -hmm. Did you cry? Oh, uh, yes. You oh, cried. no. I oh, mean, see, I'm a crier. I, like, see, I'm not a crier. I, I get emotional and I like I but it takes a lot for me to cry. Like I can count in the last 10 years. I can count on one hand the times I've actually like sobbed tears from um, and general or from a in show? general oh, um i know i'm pretty I, I like to say i'm just like cold and dead inside oh, um and i need things like gilmore girls to like remind me that i'm human and can feel yeah. things um <laughs> it's not the horror films i promise it's just how i am yeah. and maybe that's why i'm like loving horror but no i didn't cry oh my um, gosh. it's very when you do because you are going to be a gilmore girls fan <laughs> after this um i believe when, it when you do get to it and first of all you live in an area where you actually have like all the seasons so it's very interesting when you're like a southern california kid and you're not and you don't get all the seasons that the moment it's like overcast and kind of breezy in the middle of january you feel like ah oh, i'm gonna have soup and i'm gonna have gilmore girls and <laughs> get my seasons one leaf fell to the ground so was one of the times that you sobbed um, when you found out that you didn't have access to all the seasons? Um, that, that, that was... <laughs> yes, that uh, was one of I, the times. Tell the truth. I legit... So so here's the thing. So my sister, actually, uh, my younger sister, she uh, was the original kind of Gilmore Girls fan. Okay. Like, I didn't get the show. It wasn't until it got on Netflix that I was like, oh, like... I now have access to everything. I can binge it all. It was weird because, like, in fact, I actually bought her um, the boxed 
the deluxe box set uh, of Gilmore Girls for Christmas one year. And this was like the deluxe box set that came that looked like a dollhouse that had like a booklet in it that was like a like 60 page booklet of all of the um, pop culture references that are made in every episode. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's I cool. know it's hard to find now. It's like it's so expensive now, but a I lot of series are like I yeah. and I own like complete series of such weird shows. Like I have the complete series of the OC um, on uh, DVD, so I. and I don't even have a DVD player. And <laughs> I have the full seasons of Laguna Beach, the real OC. Yes, <laughs> yes, the the real OC. And you have uh, do you have the trifecta? Gossip, do you have season girl. one? Oh, of course. <laughs> like the of course. And then Do you have, have the trifecta of uh, the OC-related shows from that era where it's season one of the Real Housewives of the OC? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's fine because it's trash, so you don't yeah. need to have it. Um, but I do in the episode. So the so I have Laguna Beach, the series, on DVD. And mm-hmm. it always makes me laugh. Like, so, Did you watch Laguna Beach or am I just like an asshole? No, I did not watch oh, Laguna Beach. Okay. Um, I was also like, every time it was on, like on TV randomly, if I was with someone, I would watch it because, you know, at the time when I was, when that, at the time when that show came out, I was not out. So I was just like, <laughs> oh, you know? Yeah. No, this, oh, this show's like, not even that good. Who was the, who was the guy with the beard that golfed in the glass? <laughs> Are you asking uh, me? Yes, he <laughs> was Jason? like a guy. I think it was Jason. Yeah. I was like, oh, Jason's very pretty. Yeah. Like, look, he's at a he's wearing like tennis shoes at a golf course. Yeah. And you know. you're like, oh, this show sucks. And then you get in your car and you're like, let the rain fall yeah. down. <laughs> exactly. It's like, cause I wanna feel. Oh, don't don't even get me started. See, these are things I cannot do on my show <laughs> that like I was like, I jumping at the chance to do anything but horror these days. I know. Um, I bet. I bet. Um, um, so let me ask you this. Sure. Were there things that you didn't like about the episode or you found strange? No. I mean, I was a little confused. Um, of So does Lorelai own that like hotel place that they had the dinner overnight? Like, what does Lorelai do for a living? Sure. So... Um, we find out in season one that when she moved to Stars Hollow uh, with a newborn baby, that the owner of that inn, so that's the Independence Inn, so the owner of that inn uh, took pity on her and let her live in like the horse shed or whatever, <laughs> like this, like you know, so nice shed in the back of the um, in the back of the like inn, and she worked there as a maid. And then basically she worked her way up from being the maid to being basically the general manager. Okay. So. So she doesn't so own is, it, but she's like pretty she, high up. And Exactly. So she's pretty high up. She like is basically the boss. And Mia, who owns the inn, who is a character that comes like, you know, is very. She's actually played by two different actresses, which is, you know, in the course of the series, which kind of bugged me. But. Um, I know. I hate uh, that. They just act like you're not going to notice. Exactly. It's like, like especially worst. like. Exactly. I'm just like, of course we notice, um, especially when it's Kristen Scott Thomas in season seven, six. And yeah, anyway, long story <laughs> short. Um, so yeah, she's a general manager. She does eventually open her own in later in the series. And that's a whole thing. That's that's actually my favorite season of Gilmore Girls is season four when Rory goes to college and she's opening up the inn. Um, because it's, a, it's the most growth that you see of the two, the two ladies. Um, 
but yeah so there's this uh they she opens up her own in later but in this particular instance she's just doing um she's just the general manager of the independence inn got it that party um, looked fun like i kind of right? had like fomo watching like i was like oh i wish someone would do that here <laughs> Now, I know, like, it's television, right? So suspension of disbelief. But do you, how much do you think it, A, cost, and B, like, do you think the Bracebridge group got really upset <laughs> that Well, and that's someone... the thing that killed me. The one part, like, they're like, um, like, they're the snowstorm, they can't come. And they're like, yeah, but I mean, like, they already paid, so it's fine. And it's just like, <laughs> so we don't refund them. We're just like, we're going to have the party instead uh, with our friends. Thank you for covering the headcount. <laughs> Exactly. And, <laughs> and and so like, okay, so, so my like, day I job. would be pissed. I would be pissed. <laughs> right, right. You're just eating all this fancy food and it's like all of your townie friends. Yep. Um my my day job is I'm an event planner, right? So I plan events and I can tell you right now that if there is a clause in a contract that if there's an act of God that prevents us from getting from the event happening, that you either a get a portion or all of the money back. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so in this situation, it's like, how could you not when you have like, how could you not have that when you live in a place where like weather is definitely a factor in travel? I know. Um, well, I, and, and you know, in yeah. today's times, like if Laurel, if this was, if this was real, I would be a thousand percent charging Lorelai Gilmore's ass on Venmo for my money back for the plate that I paid for, you know? Exactly. And especially because, like, they bought out the inn, which, like, I also work, I used to work at a hotel. So it's like that in and of itself, you probably couldn't get back. Like, all of the stuff for the hotel, those were rooms that they held for you that you couldn't sell back. So, mm -hmm. you know you probably lost your room revenue your your room payment but like for the food and stuff like you know i mean i guess you i guess that's also a loss too but like it's not their fault like yeah. it was they were snowed in not their fault i i probably would have been like um you know maybe we shouldn't <laughs> i would have been hey everybody don't post about this yeah. we're just going to do this yeah, we're just gonna don't say tell the owner yeah exactly and then everyone gets a free sleigh, sleigh ride too <laughs> Exactly. And a free sleigh ride. And I was just like, uh, okay. All right. So, um, so that, that, yeah, it, that was one of the things that bothered me about this is like, uh, this is a lot of money. Yeah, I can't believe this no is very unrealistic. I understand it's a TV show, but, um, I'm <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, it's about time for me to get off topic. So quick question about you working at a hotel. Did yeah. you work at the hotel during American horror season hotel? Um, I did not. I don't think I did. Wait, was that what? What year did that come out? Um, I want to say. Let me think. It was probably twenty seventeen. Oh yeah, I was already gone, so okay. I was not at a hotel. Cause that that season's a little creepy, right? But I did work. The hotel I worked at was a haunted hotel, oh, which so you which I was glad I didn't work. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, but was it the, the hotel that was in California that it's based off of? Um, not the hotel California. No, no it it's wasn't not, the hotel. No, no, no. Not it's not. Called, I forget what it's called. But not um, it's it's not the hotel that it's based on. Oh, the one oh where the girl God. went missing or whatever. Yeah, um, what my hotel that? is. Um, have you ever seen the movie Some Like It Hot? No. 
Um, Matt, it's with Marilyn producer Monroe. Matt did though because he's nodding over across from me. So awesome! So that's the hotel I worked at. So the hotel they stay in is with Marilyn Monroe and Jack Lemmon, and oh, that's um, cool. And Tony Curtis. That's the hotel. It's like over a hundred and like thirty years old. Um, but I used to work there for like four years. Nice. Um, and it's a haunted hotel, so like people would always come in trying to like do ghost hunter stuff. Oh, and so did glad I did not work at hotel. Ever happened? To- Wait. So you didn't work in it. You worked for it. Um, I worked. I was a. I was a concierge and a front desk manager. So I actually worked in the old building, um, and I actually have been in the haunted room many times. And oh, it's just on its one floor. room. Yeah. Well, okay. it's you know it's one room, and yeah. yeah, it's always booked because everyone wants to stay and have an experience with a ghost. And do they really have experiences? Some people think they do. Um, <laughs> And that's and that's the nicest way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, what what we never really told the guests was that a lot of the st- the strange haunty kind of stuff, all of that stuff happened like where um where her body was found because like the ghost killed herself, mm. and where her body was found is where the spa is, and the spa is like underground. So, like people who would open the spa in the morning would get like really uh would say that like, like sometimes they would see shit. people. Yeah exactly they would Ugh. like there's like you know housekeeping ladies that won't go into certain places because they're just scared of the ghost coming and yeah they're just scared of spirits and... mm. yeah i would not be doing that shit leave the spirits where they yeah. belong um, um another so... oh sorry go ahead what were you no say? no go for it go for it i was gonna say another quick note um that i probably should have brought up in the beginning when i had that really really not corny funny pun about where you lead, I will follow. That was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, that song is amazing. I mean, do you want to, like, absolutely, because it's, it's so good. And the, I, I could think, oh, yeah, what's funny is that, whatever you think, um, whatever you think works best. Uh, <laughs> you did just crush Hillary Duff five minutes ago, so. Oh, I know. Was, <laughs> I, I, Hillary's in my, in my range, in my repertoire. Um, <laughs> So with that song, right? So like when I actually heard the full song many years later um, off of the Tapestry album by Carol King, I was like, oh, she's talking about a lover. <laughs> but like, uh, I, I was like, I just thought it was so interesting because she, in the way that they did it for the show. It's like is daughter, that, mother. Exactly. And yeah. that's her actual daughter, um, Louise Goffin, who um is her daughter with Jerry Goffin. Um that's her singing it's Carol King and Louise singing um oh. together. So it's mother and daughter as well. Huh. Um and and fun fact, Carol King is a character in the town later in the series. Hmm. She plays a person who opens up a music store and she's uh kind of a, a grumpy character. Yeah. Yeah. I love when they throw when they throw like uh producers and stuff and and movies or shows and it's just like hey we know you oh yeah if you like the the paladinos uh amy sherman paladino and daniel paladino they love like the music and it's just kind of woven in there so there's this episode where in the season finale of one of the seasons there's like the town gets overrun by like buskers (laughs) and and like troubadours so it's so there's like all these people who come in and they're all like famous musicians just like you know singing a guitar or playing on a keyboard these random songs um i think like the lead singer of sonic youth is there and like it's just it's really fun for you know people who 
know those kinds of bands. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. I it's not Hillary Duff, so <laughs> I so, I don't know who those people are. Yeah, I mean, if it's not Hillary, does it really matter? Not really. Love her. Anyways, um, who is your favorite character of the show? Oh. <laughs> um, and if you say Suki, I'm going to snap. <laughs> it's not It's not There's really Suki. Suki. What is her name? Is it Suki? I say, well, they always say Suki. 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 And then, you know, I watched all of True Blood. Yeah, so yep, it's that's why hard. I'm saying Suki too. Yeah, it's hard to not say Suki. And like, you know. Beal. Um, sorry. I have to, <laughs> anytime you say Suki, you have to say Beal. Um, so if I had to say my favorite character overall, I would probably, of the characters, let's put it this way, of the characters that have been seen, I think my favorite character um, is, I love the Gilmores. Like, I love everything with them because they're just... They're just so set in their ways and they just have more money than God. And they they just have like, you can't, they can't get out of their mind this daughter that they raised mm-hmm. who is Who's so like, different than them, who is so different from them. And they are just so unyielding and of like, they just, you know, they can't fathom it. And I love Emily. I think Emily is my favorite overall just because she has a lot of really funny moments and a lot of a lot of the really emotional like tender moments of the series come from Emily and Lorelai and Emily and Richard um so like I think Emily just overall as a character um Paris is a close second just because she's also just nuts bananas insane um and, and which is funny because like you would I would expect people would expect me to say like either Lorelai or Rory but you know I think with I think when it comes to the show itself if I think about the things that I like connect with and um, connect with and really uh, really um, love and are hilarious to me it's all the stuff with the Gilmores so Emily and Richard probably my my favorites yeah, I felt like it was pretty generic for me to say Lorelai was my favorite because, like you said, I'm sure everyone either picks one or the other. Um, but I just loved her from like from this episode. She has, she seemed like she's so corny, and I'm super corny, so I think that's why I liked her so much. Um, like the scene where they're on the sleigh and and um, it's her and Luke, and Luke's like the horses are beautiful, and she's like, yeah, like they have great butts, don't they? Like the view that we have right now, they just they have great butts, and he's just like the whole time he's just like just stop stop you know that's what I didn't mean like stop and she just like kept like picking at it so I felt like I could uh relate to her in that in that annoying aspect because I would do how do you like feel that. how do you feel about Lorelai and Luke I'm gonna assume at some point they date some point yes yeah um they are destined for each other yeah um yeah but He's like so in handsome. that moment how do you feel oh you so okay okay um you don't think I think you said it's well. I mean, well, I'm I'm all about Milo. Um, I'm all about know. I'm all about Jess. Rob, can you tell me? Don't tell me who, but can you tell me if um does Rory get married at the end of the show? Like, is no. she married? No, she's not married. Is she dating no. anyone at the end of the show? No. Oh, okay. So at the very end of the show? Yeah, like she doesn't end up with Dean or Jess. She probably has a new no. love interest at some point. No. Okay, that's really disappointing. I was really rude um, for Jess. <laughs> well, just 
Tell me like you Jeff have dies to watch it. Oh my god. <laughs> you have to let's just put it this way. Um Rory is Rory is destined to be a lot like her mother mm-hmm. in various ways. Let's put she it gets that way. pregnant and becomes a maid. Is that the ending? <laughs> Exactly. Uh, when it comes to relationships specifically, because, yeah. like, you know, Rory, well, it, this is not a spoiler, but like Lorelai, her, like, you know, mythical almost love is Christopher, Rory's father. Um, they were high school kids, you know, but when they had him, when they had her. But so, in a similar way, that's what Jess kind of becomes. Okay. Okay. Um, and also, like Jess is the thing about Jess is that he is the only person in the town that he really talks to outside of Luke is Rory, and he is brilliant and has all of this. It's one of those things where it's like you have all this potential, you just are like for whatever reason have this chip on your shoulder and think you're above everybody, right? Which is the frustrating thing about Jess, but it's where you see that tenderness and where like, and those, those, that tenderness that he has with Rory um, in later episodes, that also is kind of the tenderness that um, uh, Jack has with Mandy Moore in, um, uh, in, uh, yeah, in This Is Us. Yeah. Oh God, he just got better with age. Yes, he did. He got hotter and like, Yes. Even him with that like '90s like porn or not '90s. What am I talking about? What would it be like '70s porn stash? Mm-hmm. '70s hot. '80s. Yeah, still would do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I was like, ah, yes, dad. Yes, yeah. dad. <laughs> no, God. So I'm sure no hot. one's ever said that on a podcast that Matt has produced. Is yeah. yes, I know dad. Matt is extremely uncomfortable right Maybe now. Maybe Disneydos. He's getting squirmy <laughs> in his chair. He's getting so squirmy. It's hilarious to watch, honestly. <laughs> Um, so I, that's, that's about it for what I have. Is there anything additional that you want to talk about? Um, I know you said you don't so, really have many notes. Um, well, for, I will mention that there is an actual Bracebridge dinner that you can pay money to go attend at Yellowstone National Park. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I looked into it once. I was like, this would be amazing. So there's a, so you, I think it's Yellowstone. Um, are you going to do it or have you done it? No, I've not done it. And I just, you know, I don't, I don't know because it's like, it's very expensive. Yeah, but just like all um, good things. And some people like what they like to do is that for their like Friendsgivings, they'll have like their own kind of brace bridge dinner type things. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I'm a, I once, actually never had a Friendsgiving. I'm really like, I really would like to have one. So now that I'm just there, like a big Gilmore Girls fan from this episode, exactly. I'm going to have one this year. You got to just invite all your crazy friends from the town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Um, let me ask you this, right? So if, um, if you were to do like a Bracebridge dinner type thing with your friends, mm-hmm what like it wouldn't have to be the same time period you know it doesn't have to be like you know washington irving you know or whatever what suki says but what do you think the theme would be Mm, good question let me think for a second okay (sighs) because i've often thought about this myself and i don't think i would do the same way that they did but i would would definitely not 
some sort of theme, like maybe costume party, Friendsgiving, you know. Yeah. Oh, costume party would be good. I'm trying to think of like what would be fun for like people to like dress up as. But and then what eat hasn't food been from that over? Time period. Yeah, but what has and hasn't been like overdone? Hmm. I'm kind of I'm kind of em- envisioning um, like the Last Supper. <laughs> <laughs> That's what is I'm that the seeing. title of this episode the last yeah, supper um, yes. no that's what i'm envisioning like you know speaker like you know how they had like the the uh main the, like guy. central figure yeah would be jesus and it's like it's like <laughs> i've you know i've fed all of you and now one of you is about to betray me i mean you know that painting <laughs> when you look at that painting you're like oh my god i would yeah. love to eat that food <laughs> at yeah, least exactly. i have that mindset it's like so, yeah, bread I, and yeah. Bread and oysters and fish. Come exactly, on, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Bread and bread and wine, just like every yes, Sunday at church. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I think that's my answer. <laughs> so no it's copying. What's yours? <laughs> I love it. What's yours? Uh, well, mine would probably be. Um, see, I I I automatic, automatically go to like nineteen sixties, like madmen just because i think it would be fun to have like a a cocktail party that like emily and richard would would like like what would their kind of formal dinner be um so that's kind of immediately where i go is to have that kind of you know have like classic cocktails and make like insane 60s recipes yeah yeah i could be Um, down for that will you invite me Yes, Thank absolutely. You. I've never been to California, so I'll just use that as a reason to go. Well, come on down. Yeah, come on down. <laughs> uh, I always, I always, I need to be careful because I always, I know that Joshua has an extra bedroom, and I always say you could stay in Joshua's bedroom. <laughs> um, I don't live with him, and <laughs> but you yeah, know, he's like, can you please stop saying it's that? there? Exactly. Can you please stop telling random people that they can stay with me? And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sure. Yeah, but I'm gonna bring it up again, so you yeah, can exactly. stay with Joshua. <laughs> And he will not listen to this. Like, trust me, he will not listen. Well, what you this should is do is just, like, take pictures of his, his spare bedroom and then make it an Airbnb. <laughs> I'm there enough that I could probably manage that. You would never um, know. Unless he listens to this podcast. Lesson learned. Exactly. You better listen, uh, you know? But, yes, yeah, so... Uh, it Joshua's never going to listen to this. Yeah. So this will be our side hustle, okay? Yes. Yes. Check it out. Airbnb app. Probably in the next yes. month. We'll give you time to take exactly. some good we'll give pictures. You time. So, yeah. But it looks like I'll be crashing with Joshua. Um. <laughs> I think that about wraps it up for today. Thank you so much, Joe, for coming on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. And everyone. Um, I am. Go ahead. Oh, and I'm happy to talk about anything that's not horror, that's warm and fuzzy. And uh, I'd love to come back if you'll have me. Oh, Joe, you will be back. You will be back. And for everyone listening, again, reminder to check out Joe's podcast, Fright School. I mean, come on. Don't you love this guy already? How can you not? Polar opposite. I mean, fuck Joshua. Because Joshua won't (laughs) listen to my podcast. (laughs) But (laughs) it's all about Joe. And that's all that matters. So thanks. Thank you. Appreciate that.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network.